0: hey all you radio throwbacks all you travelers from different times it's the top of the midnight hour and this is your favorite radio broadcast the dark traveler with me your host paul Dark.
1: and hi My name's Kathleen. I was lucky enough to facilitate and edit this podcast project along with a creative team of actors, directors and writers who I've been working with since 2013. I want to give you a little background on Who's in case you're a new listener and have never seen one of our shows. William Head On Stage, or Who's, is a full-on, not-for-profit theatre company that is entirely organised by folks who are incarcerated inside of William Head Minimum Security Federal Institution in Victoria, B.C. Usually, a group of us outside artists gets hired for the summer and fall to team up with a group of incarcerated artists and build a play from scratch that we stage in the William Head Gym for 15 nights in the autumn. Who's invites the public inside the prison gates to see our sensational shows. You buy a ticket, drive out into the woods, go through prison security, and then you are driven in shuttle vans from the gates to what is normally the prison hockey gym, which the team has transformed into a full-on theater with stage design, lighting, costumes, sometimes even puppets or shadow projections. Who's in one form or another has been going on since 1981. Last October would have been our 60th production, but as the months wore on, we realized that we wouldn't be pandemic free by fall. With the support of William Head staff, we decided to switch to radio. With limited time together, sometimes over video call, we managed to record a classic radio play. The one about the caterpillars from episode one. A homemade sequel. Northern Lights, Circle of Life, featured in episode two. Commercials, short stories, poetry and some insightful glimpses into what it's like to create a play inside of prison during an unprecedented worldwide pandemic. For this third installment of The Dark Traveler, we're going to continue on with our variety show of sorts. We're also going to take a look backstage at some of the weird and wacky outcomes of our improvisations and writing exercises. Now it's time to pass the mic back to Mr. Dark. Who is recording inside of William Head Institution on a handheld field recorder?
0: I'd like to thank you, Midnight, uh, for all your efforts on this wonderful recreation of the 49 Broadcast of Northern Lights. I heard also that you played a lion, I think, in last year's production of Who's Your First, I think it was, which was titled The Emerald City Project. How has it been doing this Radio West production during COVID versus last time around?
2: Yeah, so I was actually, I played two parts. I was a lion and I was a crow. Oh. So it was uh, it was pretty fun transitioning into two different characters in the same show. That was fun. I, the experience was great. And I can say when I get older that... I did something that brought me out of my comfort zone. And uh, I can look back and think to myself, what a great experience. And to be part of something like that was just awesome. And I met a group of great people You know, I've learned a lot about myself, and I wish I could be involved in more of those. Honestly, when I'm going to be on the outs one day, I'll probably look into a little bit of doing some acting, maybe try to make it up there in the big leagues. I really enjoy doing stuff like what Who's is providing for people like myself to experience the whole theater you know it brings me to a great environment to meet new people try new things and to also just explore deep down inside of you know just being myself so I, that's that's for the majority that's my experience with the whole theater and you know for for those out there that want to try something new I recommend doing some theater projects and So as we travel a little further, Doctor,
0: what has it been like working on this project as a new member of the The Who's Prison Theater Society? It has been inspiring. The passion that everyone
3: here gives off has been incredible. I have worked with other groups outside of here, and the sense of community and purpose is the strongest I've ever felt in a group With that. It's just been inspiring for me now, and I know As I move on to other things, I'm going to take this passion, this inspiration that has been given to me through this and continue with it through other productions.
1: Now for something completely completely different. different. This next bit came out of a workshop that Anne did when I tasked her with creating Soundscape for Episode 1. Anne has been an artist with Who's for over a decade. Sometimes she performs in the shows and some years she leads playback theater workshops where the guys share and animate true stories from their own lives. In this brilliant warm-up exercise, Anne recorded all of the participants speaking in gibberish voices of their own creation. You can hear her voice too. Then I opened up the recording and I found this gift, a little nugget that I decided to turn into a conversation. I don't want to say too much more. It's open to interpretation. (laughs)
3: I don't know I'm to the not. I so, no I'm the i ai neo va isicano io che di anni anno la iste calma na
0: noite
3: que caminha no mundo o teu 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 hone ke liye ya me I can name you as a real one, and
1: So there you go. That's an example of some of the super wacky, super fun stuff that comes out of our workshops with the folks out at Who's. Up next, I have one of our early video calls, a conversation where some of the guys get a bit more vulnerable speaking about how scary it is to improvise and how exciting it is to get over your fear. A little warning that my voice is quite distorted in this clip, and that's because I'm being recorded over video call.
3: I was I was not ready yeah. for uh, the improvisation. Yeah I was total curveball on that part. Being I mean, such a unique person to try to like try to get him to focus and I mean never guide never and conversation with
2: him was yeah. I didn't think of it like it was too hard or anything.
3: No, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to actually. Mm-hmm. When you first suggested for me to do it, I was I was very nervous. I was like, Why did you pick someone else? But
2: it was good. I just mis- I misunderstood uh, the whole concept of, of what I, what it was I was supposed to do last week. But now after today, I kind of got the, uh, idea of what it was we were actually supposed to be doing.
1: Well, and, and the cool thing about that is that there isn't no right way to do things, right? Like there's no, as when we're creating, like there's no, um, it's whatever comes up. One thing I noticed from last week is how, like when, when we just started asking new questions, that the energy for your invention just like got really exciting. I knew this week that I was going to come into it with the idea of an interview for you and, and that it kind of steered away from idea our, art, our, like what I presented last week for commercials, but it was so exciting to hear you talk about this time traveling. So just remember, don't be too hard on yourself because there's no right way to create art.
2: Okay. The more you think about it, the more closed yeah. off you get. Yeah, because that's how I was like yeah. kind of feeling today. I was like, Almost like wanting to just shut down. Because cause in my head, I was thinking it was like I was doing it wrong. I we
3: here last week to see the recording. Your, you sounded just like the 40s thing that she showed us last time. That's age time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Your age came out really happy here this time. No, I I, uh, I, can't tell you how much I missed this. You guys have done a great job. I keep hearing bits and pieces from all um no, I'm, I'm lucky Ingrid wasn't here today. Kathleen will tell you, when I made the joke about doing a jig, she would have had me up doing something <laughs> something crazy to do a jig while I did my talk. So, no, I, I, uh, this is very different than the last couple of years for me, And, uh, but you guys, I can see, have been going pretty crazy at it. So, yeah, it's great. I think it's going to be something special.
1: That last person you heard speaking, that was Paul Dark. Paul is the chair of William Head on Stage, and you have become quite familiar with his voice. Along with keeping who's organized, Paul is a visual artist, a creative writer, and a huge fan of classic rock. Paul's top three song requests are Jungle Land by Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, The Great Gig in the Sky by Pink Floyd, and TVC15 by Bowie. By now, you've heard an assortment of creative writing coming from inside. Paul wrote the next one, and Jenny's gonna read it. Jenny's been working with Who since the Prison Puppet Project when she ran the Backstage Puppet Hospital. Blueberry Point. Even Hyde stood
4: looking through the glass partition at their creation as his partner, Riley Preston, sat at her desk behind him. He could feel her attention, her burning anticipation. Above all the many places I've been lucky enough to travel in my life, he began, the one that stands out as my favorite is a place in central Ontario we call Blueberry Point. I first came across this rock point when I was 13. I went on to spend the next six summers on this lake at a co-ed camp. It was almost exactly a half a mile from the dock, so Blueberry Point was the halfway turn where I swam my first mile. I would go on to swim that point, reaching up and slapping her rock face every morning after that first time, every chance I got. It was the very point I'd touch with the tip of my paddle as we'd venture out for many a canoe trip and the sight I'd welcome as we came home. Blueberry Point was the site of my first youthful summer romance. It was also the spot where I first experienced tequila. It was the place of so many of my firsts and bests throughout my teens. Physically, the point has a sheer rock face rising from the lake and is backed by a beautiful thick wooded forest that curves away from the point and around the shoreline. Hiking it always felt like something out of a great work of literature or that movie that takes you into the scene you're watching. When you emerge from the tree line, there's this wonderful, small, secluded sandy beach that on some summer evenings felt like the place both time and the rest of the planet had forgotten. I sat quietly, many a night on that beach, and in the moonlight looked to Blueberry Point as she shone brightly out past the curved shore. The summer I turned 19, I would bring my high school buddies to Blueberry Point for a late August camping trip. Our last hurrah before we split for different universities, colleges, and journeys of self-discovery. A few years later, after many more trips with friends, it was the first camping trip I would take with the woman I knew I wanted to marry. It was a place of such beauty for me, such a deep part of my history that sharing it felt so right. Then, when we had children old enough to take camping, Blueberry Point became their first out trip. She's always stood strong with me through good times and bad. A sole pine angled out toward the lake waters always stood guard over her. And us, it seemed. This rock point has been the place of my warmest comfort, no matter whether I was physically in her presence or transported there in mental imagery. This is the place I so often go in my mind still to this day. Blueberry Point is without a doubt my favorite place in the world. Dr. Ethan Hyde took a deep breath and turned toward his partner. Thoughts? he asked. Riley had listened. She smiled as they now faced each other while considering the magnitude of his decision. I think there couldn't be a more perfect place in all the world for your first time displacement landing point. Ethan nodded in response. You asked me to consider what set me off on this journey of time travel and dimensional displacement discovery. I could stay in that moment forever. I was thinking about and wishing with all my might on those very bad and challenging days, weeks, or months at a time that I could just drop everything and be back at my favorite spot, somehow transported out of whatever pain and frustration I might be going through. Thank you, Riley. You have been so supportive and a true partner in this crazy adventure of ours. You're welcome, Ethan. Just remember, I'm next. Wish me, no, wish us luck. He moved over to the machine's table on the other side of the glass partition. If all goes well, I'll see you in an hour with proof our machine works. Ethan stopped and turned back toward order. One full hour, Riley, he stressed. No sooner. Hit the reset exactly 60 minutes from when I travel. Okay, okay, I got it. One hour. Now get yourself strapped onto that table or I'll be the one jumping today. Ethan hooked himself onto the table beneath a large array of electrical parts, cables, and lamps. Riley readied the console to begin the complex series of digital and electrical computations that would bring their machine to life. Begin the countdown. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Five, Ethan closed his eyes. Four, three, two, one. Riley hit the large green button on her console. Then there was a bright multicolored flash that engulfed the entire area, including the table Ethan was strapped to. The swirling colors hung in the air for a few brief moments. A strange, empty echo of silence filled the entire lab and then zip! The lights above the machine table popped off. The colors disappeared and the room filled with a warm burst of heat and a blue, shimmering smoke. She quickly hit the ventilation fan's red alert button and returned her gaze to where the table stood. Dr. Ethan Hyde was gone. Riley sat there for minutes, just staring at the empty table. The straps that had just moments before held him down were still done up, but he was nowhere to be seen. She checked the digital clock on the console in front of her and set the reset timer for the exact second one hour from the time Ethan had been time-displaced back into 1978 to his most favorite place in all the world, Blueberry Point. Blueberry Point.
1: The, end, the end. A big thanks to Jenny Luther for bringing that magical memory story, Blueberry Point, to life. Now I'm going to take a little moment to give a shout out to the captain. We weren't able to interview the captain but I was able to ask the captain his four favorite songs. Radar Love by Golden Earring, Rocky Mountain Way by Joe Walsh, Paranoid by Black Sabbath, and Frankenstein by Edgar Winters. In our recordings, the captain had so many one-liners or hilarious moments of comedic timing Mm that he inspired me to make this next collage of bloopers and sound effects, moments where we get to hear some of the facilitators directing.
0: Testing, making sure the recorder works, it test, seems to work test, perfectly. Test, test,
4: test, 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 test. Test, test, test. Okay, this is where I would normally hold the microphone. This would be a little bit closer to my mouth.
2: And this You're is supposed here. to when record. Wait, we weren't recording this. We were rehearsal. We were just, we were just rehearsal we
0: were oh. of okay. a tambourine. Just uh, it wasn't on the sound folly list, but the guys wanted to add it, so I'm doing it right now. So I'm going to count to three, and then I'll start it.
1: Okay, so the first thing we'll work with is the A E I O U and together, okay? And so on four, bellowing out of the deep freeze as well, and, and Isabella is, you know, this is right before Isabella starts to sing. And so um, without thinking about it too much lets the four of us begin just to take ourselves to that place and and where we're looking out the window and we're wanting this pulsing we've got, we discover this pulsing sound. I
2: like
3: that.
2: Travel and northern lights, and it has like you know the science that there's a, they're experimenting. You know, I would probably call it something like "What is really going on in this?" this? Actually, scratch that. That title won't work because it's too long. Uh, production might have a hard time. So, now I'd probably just name it something simple, like... Oh Oh, no. Can we do that
3: little line again? I didn't get, I forgot that I had to go into hysterics there. (laughs) If
1: I've told you once, I've told you a million times, I'll live to see them fly out that damn window if it's the last thing I do.
4: Riley readied the console to begin the complex series of digital and electrical computations that would bring the machine to life. Begin the countdown. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five. Ethan closed his eyes. (laughs) I sound like... (laughs)
3: Caterpillar, Paul—a brown and black caterpillar. What? What is it? It's a caterpillar, Paul. Okay,
2: good stuff. We didn't really give four seconds in there for that. that. You gotta remember that. Just like. Oh, okay, for the footsteps.
3: Yeah,
1: for the footsteps. That's so we, cool. on
3: the stage. I'm them. sure you all will see more. No, I'm still more. Oh, good, so, just kidding. Oh, very soon. Cups. from are the
0: So just in closing, Doctor, are there any final thoughts you have for all my dark travellers listening out there on the radio waves this evening? I hope that this radio play has inspired you to take charge of
3: your life because you never know what it's going to give you, and when life gives you candles, start time travelling.
1: Okay, so the last thing that we do at Every Who's workshop or rehearsal or even performance the last thing we do at the end of the day is appreciation. Appreciations are a way to just reflect and think about what you are grateful for from the day, from the rehearsal, from the workshop, or just from your life. Thanks, Pete Bulkwill from the Old Trout Puppet Workshop, who came out to co-direct the Prison Puppet Project. He brought appreciations to the circle.
2: I appreciate um, just the support and being here and being with everybody today during COVID times, and I appreciate you for setting this all up, being here with us. Uh, you know, with, with right now, with what's going on in the world, I am just grateful to be able to do what I do every day. A lot of people in the world are going through hard times and are struggling with you know, death, sickness, and just basically trying to survive because a lot of states, cities, they're on lockdown, so you don't have employment, you can't work. So I'm grateful right now and happy with what I've got and happy to be able to just walk around all day, every day. I'm happy to just be able to do my projects.
3: Uh, I appreciate being here. If you know me, I'm a very anxious person uh, with everything I do. I, so it's, when I'm here, for just like three hours I've been here, I haven't had anxiety or anything, so it's a nice reprieve for my usual worrying about everything all the time. Uh, so I really like it. It's a good outlet for my anxiety. and I really appreciate being able to do it. It feels nice, it's something new, it's a good challenge, and I really
0: enjoy it. So it's a, it's a nice event to do. Uh, yeah, I've got a couple of you guys for coming every week. And moving this along, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that because we kind of uh, hit a brick wall with COVID and whose is such an amazing piece of uh, our legacy here. So first and foremost, you guys for showing up for every week and, and working with the team. Second, the team, uh, you found a way to make it happen and inspire some of the magic. So please pass on our appreciations as well to the rest of the team uh, and to Cecilia for being here every Saturday that she has to be, uh, it certainly adds to a very busy week that she has every week.
2: So appreciations all around. Thank you. It's the same as, uh, last week. If I wasn't here, I'd be sitting at home uh, eating cookies cause I still got lots of cookies left and an upside down uh, pineapple, uh, cake. And I don't want to eat that whole thing tonight, which I probably will. <laughs> so again, you guys kept me away from eating for three hours, so i
0: 'm happy about that uh, any final thoughts for our dark travelers
2: listening out there tonight midnight yeah i hope you I hope all of you enjoy the story and have fun with it, as I certainly had fun with it, and don 't forget you know it 's not. It's not bad to try something new like theater, you know. Sometimes you just gotta take yourself out of your comfort zone and try something new, you know, Life is all about having fun, so you know, I thank you all for listening and uh, take care and have a good night. Thank well, you. there you have it.
0: I'd like to remind you all, find and listen to this, the 60th production by Who's, and might I add... A happy 40th anniversary as this prison theater troupe had its humble beginnings way back in time in 1981. Northern Lights is a wonderful recreation of the 1949 broadcast by the same name and is a must listen.
1: We would like to thank the CRD, Canada Council for the Arts and BC Arts Council for supporting Who's and Snafu as we find our legs in this unprecedented time. Also, a massive thanks to Kate Rubin, Anne Cirillo, Jenny Luther, and Ingrid Hansen for embracing the unknown and trying something new. In the normie times, these outside artists direct, choreograph, and perform in Who's plays. And this is our first time recording audio inside the prison. We're all members of the Snafu Society of Unexpected Spectacles, a company that creates live shows inside and outside of prison. Snafu makes innovative puppetry, renegade outdoor theater, physical theater, and prison theater. An even massiver thanks to Cecilia and the program staff at William Head Federal Penitentiary for organizing our workshops, facilitating communication, and supervising our recording sessions, and for putting up with many, 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 many emails from me whilst you simultaneously manage all of the other groups of prison volunteers. And of course, thanks to Paul Dark, Dr. Percy, Midnight, The Captain, and all of the enthusiastic incarcerated artists who contributed thoughts, ideas, and writing through the Who's Creative Exchange. It's a real honour to get to work with you and hear your voices and your stories. I hope this is one of the many more projects that we can share together, and I wish you all the best on your journeys towards getting out and building your lives on the outside. I know the transition can be tough, never mind what it's like during a pandemic. So our hearts go out to you. If you'd like to keep in touch about future Who's and Snafu podcasts and plays, sign up for our email list at whonstage.weebly.com. At the website, you can also share your experience. We'll share your feedback from the website with the guys inside who made the podcast. It really means a lot to the team to know that you've listened and to hear your comments. They love it. If you'd like to contribute to the podcast or leave a tip, We're collecting donations for help fill a dream. And follow Snafu on Instagram at snafudance.
0: A huge thanks goes out to the Victorian professional volunteers at Snafu for all their support in helping coordinate these past few dark traveller radio hours and for helping to put such a wonderful production together. And to you, all my faithful listeners, all you travellers of the dark midnight hour, I thank you for tuning in this week and every week. Y'all keep me searching for the answers. Signing off until next time, this is Paul Dark, host of the Dark Traveler Radio Broadcast Hour. Here's to the mysterious, the mystical, and the darkness in the night sky. Travel well, one and all.